Hi, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of Commencement. By the way, I'm trying to work on uh, getting a little theme song set up. So, uh, you know, there's a chance here to get a little uh, guitar riff or something we're going to have in the future as this podcast opens. So stay tuned uh, for those of you who have been listening. Uh, try to see if we can enhance the entertainment value just a little bit. Uh, this week's episode is uh, what I'm calling a mailbag episode. Um, you've heard me in previous episodes say, you know, if you got a question, email commencementpodcast at gmail.com. Um, and I've seen a couple of questions trickle in here in the last couple of days and want to get a chance to answer those uh, here live in this episode. I think it's incredibly important for uh, me to be able to answer your questions that you have. This is supposed to be an interactive uh, podcast for me to be able to hear, you know, things you may be thinking about, working on challenges, and really find a way for me to help shed any light on them that I uh, possibly can. So the first question comes to us from Stephen. Stephen, thank you very much for your question. Shout out out there. Uh, his question is, when is the right time to start looking for jobs? So Stephen, I'm going to assume that you know you're in your final year of school, or you know maybe you're uh, you're about ready to enter your final year of school here. Maybe you're finishing your junior year now, and in the fall will be your final year. You know, I I hear this question a lot from the standpoint of when to start applying. Now I've heard students say that they're sending out resumes as early as you know six months out. You know, I've heard some that have said I graduated in a week and I'm going to start you know after that. You know, I, I think that the, the real answer here is geared around, you know, when are you available? How are you looking to attack, you know, this period of time from graduation? Do you want to go and graduate on a Saturday and start work on a Monday? Uh, do you want to take some time off? Do you have the ability to take some time off? You know, does your financial situation, you know, warrant you the ability to say, I graduate on, you know, mid-May? I don't even want to think about starting a job until August because it's been going hard for the last four years. So a lot of it really kind of depends on the level of, uh, you know, aggression that you're working to go find that gig. You know, if you are, are somebody who simply cannot wait uh, another day after you graduate, you've got student loan debt, you know, you, you know, you've already signed a lease on an apartment, you know, then I want to say be aggressive and start sending those resumes out a little bit sooner then later. The one thing to think about is for most roles, the hiring cycle is from the time that a role gets posted to the time that it gets closed with a candidate. You know, on average, in, you know, in some companies that's happening in is as short as three to four weeks. Um, for some other roles, maybe if there's multiple roles that are being hired, uh, excuse me, that are being hired, uh, you know, I would say, you know, those roles can take a little bit longer. Maybe it's up to six to eight weeks. But as a whole, think about it like this. If you graduate mid-May uh, and, and a role is posted sometime in late April, then the chances are from the time that that role is posted to the time that they get interview, that they get candidates, they review resumes, they start doing interviews, and they ultimately find somebody who's ready to start. And then they know they're going to have a buffer for that person for a couple of weeks before they get in the role. You know, for a role that's posted at, you know, mid to the end of April, that role really isn't going to be ready until the, you know, end of May, maybe mid-May at the earliest. Okay, but remember this, if you're not available to work until mid-May at the earliest, right, I'm just using today because I know it's timely because, uh, you know, a number of universities are already starting graduation. If you're not available to work until mid-May, sending out resumes and applying for jobs in January 
is a little bit foolish, to be honest with you, because here's what's going to happen. If a if you start sending out resumes in January for a job that opens up, you know, January 15th, that company is motivated to hire, you know, by early to mid-Feb, uh, you know, or early March at the absolute latest, right? That company wants to get someone in that role. And if you're sending out resumes and trying to get someone's attention, chances are you're only going to get frustrated by the fact that you're not getting interviewed or you're getting hired ultimately for these opportunities. Because sitting at a resume in January and saying, hey, I really want to get your attention recruiter who I know is really busy and is trying to fill a role today. But by the way, I'm not available until May, June at the absolute earliest. It just doesn't make sense. So I will tell you, start sending out those resumes as you get a little bit closer you know, to that, uh, to that actual graduation date. Um, now, remember, back to the first thing I said is how aggressive are you going to be? Uh, don't apply for jobs knowing you want to take some time off. If you want to take time off, great. Wait, take that time off. Start applying about halfway through that, you know, sabbatical, if you will, uh, for the time that you are ready to actually start working. But, you know, if you're not graduating for several more months, don't start sending out resumes now. Now, the thing I will say to do is start interacting with, you know, hiring managers, recruiters, professionals, you know, people who are in the roles that you ultimately want. Because the chances are, is if you end up making a connection with somebody who is a hiring manager in January, they know if they're probably going to have roles that are going to be open over the course of the next six plus months. And if you build a relationship with someone starting in January, knowing you're graduating in May, then they're going to want to keep an eye on you and keep you, you know, warm as talent. And you're going to be obviously interested in the roles that they have available. So when the time comes, they're going to call you and say, hey, I know you don't graduate for another three weeks. We've got a role we're posting in another week. I really want you to apply for it. You know, great, we're on the same page. And, you know, here's a great opportunity for you, um, you know, to, to, to jump into, right? But if you start applying to a bunch of roles, you're just going to get frustrated by the fact that nobody's really going to get back to you. Nobody's going to take you seriously either. Because if you're out there so early, and you're applying for roles so far in advance, then it's just not going to, it's going to be an exercise in futility. So again, judge it. How aggressive do you want to be in terms of when do you want to start? You know, know that roles on average take about four to six weeks to ultimately get hired. And by the way, that differs by company. You know, for companies that are incredibly busy hiring hundreds of people at a time, uh, where they, they have a role open and 500 to 1,000 people apply overnight, you know, those roles are going to get filled in four to six weeks, you know, on, on the short end. You know, maybe smaller companies, more boutique roles that might take a little bit longer. Um, but again, start applying. You know, I would say start applying for roles, seriously applying no sooner than eight weeks before you graduate and no later than four weeks before you graduate as well. So think about that kind of being the sweet spot with, of course, long before that, you know, doing all the things I've talked about, you know, connecting with recruiters, hiring managers, building relationships with people who are going to have roles that are ultimately going to be open. So Stephen, appreciate your question. Hope that helped in terms of when the right time is to start looking for jobs. And, uh, you know, shoot me a note, commencementpodcast at gmail.com. If you want a little more clarification on any of that, happy to answer some of those questions in a, in a future episode as well. The second question comes from Amy. Amy, thank you for your question. Shout out here. Um, Amy's question is, how do I get someone to interact with me on LinkedIn? Now, 
if you've been following the podcast, you certainly know that I've spoken a lot about you know networking and you know building a brand and having a presence and you know nurturing these relationships, etc. The one thing that I see that can go wrong sometimes with interacting on LinkedIn is your approach does isn't pointed enough and clear enough for the person on the other end to really want to interact with you. Now, let me give you an example. Um, as, a, as a business leader myself, someone who does have a presence on LinkedIn, I get hit up all the time. Uh, at least two to three times a week, I have somebody who wants to sell me a product, pitch me for a meeting. They want to sit down and talk about how something that has no impact on my business, you know, uh, is a product I should buy. Um, and, you know, I get hit up for paid consulting gigs. There's all sorts of stuff that happens on there, you know, with LinkedIn. And by the way, I, I'm thankful that it's a wonderful tool for us to utilize. But what this means, though, is you have to find a way to cut through the clutter for someone like myself to understand your real needs and the real reason as to why you ultimately want to connect. So if I think you're reaching out because, you know, you are just another person trying to sell me something, if I think you're reaching out because, you know, you don't even know the reason you want to connect or the reason that we should meet or talk, or if you're not clear and pointed enough in why I can help you. And one of the things that I can do, you know, to, to help build value uh, you know, again, if we're just not transparent enough with the reason, then chances are I may not interact with you. And it may be a mistake because, you know, I certainly am open to having those interactions uh, with folks when they're clear and pointed as to what their needs are. You know, I'll give you an example. I, I recently, you know, going back a while here, I guess uh, I had somebody who reached out who uh, wanted to network but I don't think they really wanted to network, to be honest. I think they wanted to check a box. I think they wanted to check a box and say, I met somebody at a tech-related company or a tech company. Um, they uh, Now I can drop their name in a circle of folks in another tech company, and that was it. And I just didn't get the sense that this individual really was networking for the right reasons. And... When they reached out, I, I had to actually clarify to say, hold on, why do you want to meet? Why do you want to connect? What's the purpose? What's the reason? And even though I knew that ultimately, I think they're what their intentions were, even though I don't think they knew what their intentions were, I still took the meeting and spent time with this individual. Now, other people are not as willing and as open with their time as I am. And so if you are not pointed and not very clear with your reasons as to why you want to connect, then the chances are someone's not going to interact with you back. And if you have to send two or three messages to get their attention without clear and pointed reasons, after a while, they may just block you and not want anything to do with you. So I will encourage you to be very straightforward and honest with your intentions. I'm reaching out because uh, I am uh, you know, getting a degree in you know, this field, you happen to work in this field, or perhaps you spend time in this field, uh, I would really like to be able to pick your brain and connect with you uh, and see if you'd be willing to give me some advice. You know, be very clear and honest about it. Because if you're not, chances are you might not get a meeting. If you are, and they take the meeting, well, then great. If you also are clear and honest, and they don't take the meeting, well, then guess what? They probably aren't somebody for you to waste your time with. 
So if you're really clear and pointed with the reasons and you know somebody on the other side can see and understand that, then great, they're gonna to wanna to connect. I'll give you a couple of examples too to take this even one step further. So, you know, I have a 16 year career now, you know, uh, in which I've been a you know, working professional post-college. Um, I've held, you know, some nice titles, managed some large teams, you know, been able to do some fun things, if you will. There are even times today where I go to connect with somebody who might be a somebody who is a peer on the same level as me, perhaps they're a higher level or two, and I'm looking to just build my own professional, you know, network, and I will not get responses back. In fact, uh, about a year ago, I tried to start a little, you know, professional, uh, you know, mentor group, if you will, in which I was going to get sales leaders from large companies around the greater Seattle area and try to do a once a month, you know, one hour roundtable meeting, which, which we just got together and talked about things that were happening in our worlds, you know, as sales leaders in large, large tech companies. I reached out to three VP level individuals with a message that was incredibly clear and pointed on what I wanted to do. And all three of them didn't respond. Not only did they not respond, but two of the three didn't even accept my invite to connect and basically blew me off like, you know, I had no value whatsoever. By the way, that's fine. That was what they chose to do. That's okay. Everybody's busy. The point is, is, you know, for those of us who have this career and have been, you know, working in this professional space and have like-minded reasons to connect with somebody, if I can't get someone's attention, you know, then chances are you getting someone's attention without being very clear and pointed is not going to work. So again, be clear and pointed, be aggressive within reason, uh, be honest as to why you want to meet. And by the way, if someone doesn't interact or engage with you, okay, that's okay. Keep moving on. There are millions of individuals for you to connect with out there. And just because one or two don't connect with you back or don't interact with you, that doesn't mean that's the end all be all. Look at it like this. If you were walking down the street and you stopped and you tried to say hi to everybody that walked by, would everybody stop? Would everybody you know, engage with you and have a conversation with you and shake your hand and well, maybe today they wouldn't shake your hand with what's going on in the world. But the point is, is you're not going to get everybody to stop and talk to you, but you're going to get one out of every six or seven, maybe one out of every 10 that's going to engage with you. Hi, how are you doing today? Where are you going? What's going on? I look at it like the, the, the people that try to sell products on the street or like the people who sell products in the mall kiosk. They don't get everybody to stop, but they get one out of every 10 or 15. And then they get, you know, those people ultimately buy products. It's the same thing on LinkedIn. You're not going to get everybody to stop and listen to your spiel and want to engage with you and buy what you're selling. But it's a numbers game and be confident and be consistent in your approach. And you will find people who want to connect with you, give you advice, serve as a professional mentor, help open doors, do all those things. And again, keep in mind, you have to nurture that relationship as you get it. But that's conversation for another day. Okay, Stephen, Amy, thank you so much for your questions today. Uh, that concludes this week's episode, uh, our mailbag episode, if you will. Uh, if anybody else has questions, please reach out. I love getting a chance to answer these, you know, live on, on the podcast. Um, the email is commencementpodcast at gmail.com. Again, I'm your host, Scott Bond. I'm happy to provide any insight I can on any of your questions um, that may be out there, especially now that many of you are starting to graduate 
you know, now the questions might change a little bit from when you're in school to now that you're out of school um, and as the next couple of months roll on for you to try to start that career. Thank you again for listening to this week's episode. Take care and uh, we'll see you on the next one. Bye-bye.